the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, good morning on this Monday. It's John DePietro. Folks, uh, we begin a very important week right here on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online right there at the website. Check it out at the website, dipietro.com, brought to you by Operation Made. Encouraging entrepreneurship, one veteran at a time. Link on at topetro.com. And let me also just start off, folks. Again, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They are prepared for a huge week. Stop in and see them. Of course, I'm talking about PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. Now, today is, in fact, it's Monday. It's the final week of October 26. Halloween is coming up on Saturday. The election is a week from tomorrow. It's hard to believe it is here. But stop it and see. Steve, Debbie, Junior Byron, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You can also uh, find them on Facebook, and also their website is prmaterials.shop. But they have what a selection of carving pumpkins and gourds, fall arrangements and crafts, sugar pumpkins, straw cornstalks. They're waiting for you right off of Route 4. Take a ride. Pop it and see them. They're terrific. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Centers. Tell Debbie, say, Debbie, look at those corn stalks and say, hey, Steve, I love the sugar pumpkins you have and the carving pumpkins. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. You can also wish them a happy anniversary. Stop off and see them right across from what used to be Alley's Donuts. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, again, we have a big program in store uh, coming up. We are going to talk to Justin Katz, our segment politics this week. But uh, the events that are happening right now, now the election a week from tomorrow, President Trump is everywhere. The Biden team on the ropes. This was the first time over the weekend 
that on the Sunday shows, they were talking about the fact that, you know, his whole comment regarding fracking and he wants to get rid of oil. And from what I understand in the battleground states, and they're important as far as in Pennsylvania, in Ohio, um, huge, huge uh, story that is taking place with that. And and finally, you have some people that, that are speaking out. But I think um, one of the elements, this is uh, Vice President Biden yesterday doing an interview. Folks, Jill Biden is sitting next to him and she whispers to him Trump because he starts saying he thinks he's running against George W. Bush. This is uh, Vice President Biden yesterday. And, and and the fact of the matter is, hold on, let me um, restart that. I apologize. Let me um, uh, restart. All right, here we go. Uh, this is uh, Vice President Biden trying to explain who he's running against. Most not because I'm running, but because who I'm running against. This is the most consequential election uh, in, a, in a long, long, long time. And the character of the country, in my view, is literally on the ballot. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of George... Uh, Georgia uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be. Now, uh, she whispered Trump to him. What if she's not the there? The country, in my view, is literally on the ballot. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of Georgia. Georgia he he says uh, is Trump. going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be. Uh, Folks, now, why is she even sitting there? What she's not. What is she doing there? She's sitting there. He can't even remember who he's running against. How is that possible? And as far as uh, Kamala Harris, Nora O'Donnell at 60 Minutes said, you're the most, she has no answer. Liberal United States Senator. I, I, yeah, somebody I, said that. And I, it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But, yeah. The well, nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for all. You've supported legalizing marijuana. And she has no answer for it. Boy, that annoying, nervous laugh. And that's all she has. I think, Mike, what is so funny about it? Why is that funny? I don't want to start sounding like Goodfellas. What is so funny about me? You saying I'm a clown? I mean, why is she laughing about that? He doesn't know who he's running against. And she has no answer and just starts to dismiss it. Someone said that. I think it was Mike. But no, no, it's a nonpartisan effort. You're the most liberal. That was so good by um, Nora O'Donnell calling her out on that in 60 Minutes. Represented California in the U.S. Senate for almost four years. You're very different in the policies that you've supported in the past. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But, yeah. Well, actually, the GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for all. You've supported legalizing marijuana. Kamala how Harris is that? Is I don't understand how that's funny. I don't. Folks, it's John DePietro. And again, I want to uh, remind you about our friends at Preferred Towing and Recovery. Female owned and operated by Christine and then Mark, of course, specialized in towing, transport, asset recovery, private property, towing services, preferred towing and recovery. They've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, securely. They also buy older vintage cars. 
Right in Lincoln, preferred towing can be reached at 401-725-8500, 401-725-8400, or online, preferredrecovery.com. It's also, look for them at Facebook. A lot more ahead. Big program on this Monday. Justin Katz is going to join me. It's all right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates. FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508 508- 336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online right there at the website, thepetro.com, thepetro.com, by the way. So by Just Angels, Just Angels Online, beautiful custom religious items, link right through at the website, thepetro.com. We also have some exclusive uh, stories and videos, stuff you can't say or anyone else. Mainstream media does not uh, cover it and carry it. And, folks, we bring it right to you right there at DePetro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, OceanStateCartel.com. It's Justin Cass. And, Justin, I want to um, I want to start off with, with, with without question, it would seemingly be 
the most, I'd say most watched election right now of this cycle, far more uh, right or wrong. I mean, both congressmen are up for re-election, Cicilline and Langevin, and then Senator Reid is. But I, I think the one that's gotten the most attention, and, and there was quite a debate on Channel 12 uh, that was started on Friday, and that is, it is Speaker Nick Mattiello, and his opponent is the wife of uh, Chris Mayor Alan Fung, Barbara Ann Fenton Fung. They uh, have had a number of different mailers. They certainly have gotten good coverage. And I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on their second debate that was aired on Channel 12. Well, it seemed much more of a, I'd, I'd say, not, uh, even contest is the wrong way to put it. But it, it, the first one, uh, there was much more Barbara Ann Fenton Fung's first um, debate. And you could, you could tell. And that kind of worked in her favor to some extent. This one, she did very well, I thought. And Mattiello didn't. He had some answers that seemed rehearsed for his corruption, but it seemed like she's she's moving into her her role here uh, in the opposition. Uh, I I think that was that was one of the bigger things. It was interesting though. The, it started out as you could well expect with Tim White asking Speaker Mattiello about um, what he had said on his his appearance on their show. Uh, during the 20 after the 2016 election and he asked his staff and nobody had any idea about these these mailers um, that have become such a controversy and he didn't have a very good answer for that but and uh, I, I think that that showed and I think that's as we discussed after the last debate I think th- those are the two the two big things that are his pitfalls here are, are one that whole atmosphere of corruption and his set his pretending he didn't know or seeming to pretend he didn't know about any of it. And also I thought Barbara Ann Fenton had a, had really put a spotlight on another big. Folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCart.com. Go ahead, Justin. Are you there? Yes, I am. Go right ahead, Justin. Okay, so um, I was saying that um, I think Barbara Ann Fenton Fung did help to put the spotlight on two areas of Mattiello's weakness, which are uh, one that he's this corruption with his last election and then the mailer and all of that, and his claim that he didn't know about it and asked his, his staff and they didn't know about it, as well as his use of of his his speaker's staff for campaign activities, and also his his pledge to be a firewall mixed with his statements on, say, Rhode Island Public Radio, that, well, actually, the progressives have a lot of fence, and he's, he's much more this time around trying to straddle that fence. Uh, so his pledge to be a firewall is becoming more of a, well, at least I'm not as bad as somebody else might be. And that's not really as strong of a position. I think she's running, I'll say a couple things. I think she's running a better campaign than Steve Fryas did. I think she's running, the fact that she is tying in certain things such as, you know, exactly that when he was saying, I work with progressives, progressive have a lot of good ideas. Um, but Justin, let me ask you this. <clears throat> We've seen on the national front with these debates where, they, you know, obviously really going after President Trump and very aggressively, your opinion, are the local moderators treating him as aggressively as they could? Because to me, I still think it, it's clear that he he lied back in 16. He has been lying. His logic doesn't make any sense. Do you think they could take a more aggressive approach towards Speaker Mattiello in in the context of these debates? 
I, th I think so. Um, there were some times watching this particular debate where I particularly, for example, Ted Nisi was redirecting a question at, at Barbara and Fenton Fung, and it seemed like he was debating her. Um, they did some of that with Speaker Mattiello, but it seemed not as much. And what's striking, though, is is not just, I mean, it's one thing if you have two evenly, evenly distributed candidates before you and you you give them equal treatment. But Speaker Mattiello has just given so much material that the news media should be questioning that for even for it to be even even handed between the two of them seems seems not quite right. I mean, I did start out the, the debate with a question about how he had he had told the, uh, Tim White years ago that his staff didn't know nothing about the mailers that they did start out with that. But there they could definitely be a lot stronger against it, uh, stronger, you know, calling him on that. Of course, there is some caveat to that. Barbara and Fenton Fung was in, in debate spirit jumping in to hold him accountable. So um, if the if the, report, the reporters might have thought that was adequate. Uh, I did think you mentioned President Trump. I did think it was kind of bizarre uh, that Tim White would try to tie Barbara and Fenton Fung's support for the Republican president in an upcoming election uh, to her statements that Mattiello is unethical. Uh, I thought that and his just I thought it was very strange that uh, Tim would spend so much time trying to to get her to to admit a contradiction between supporting the president and 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 opposing the speaker for corruption. It's just it seemed in out of nowhere. But I think she had a great answer to that, which was you know we don't have any angels on the ballot. Um, and but by contrast, you didn't get any questions to Speaker Mattiello about say supporting the Democrat nominee who, who wants to and fracking or whatever, or, or who's Hunter Biden, his son's laptop shows all kinds of potential corruption. There was, that question wasn't asked. I thought that was a very interesting framing. I, I absolutely agree. And, and again, folks, let's speak with Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. It's almost, but see, and here's the thing. I'm glad you said that. And I, I know Tim White, and I've known him many years, and I enjoy a good relationship with him in D.C. But you have one candidate meaning Speaker Mattiello. And obviously, to me, it seems as though they they almost were trying to do two things, have a debate, and then they, they haven't had him for a sit down, you know, in studio one on one. So they were trying to tie in both. You have one candidate that clearly has not been truthful with them. He wasn't when he was in the debate four years ago. It came out in court mm -hmm. as much as he wants to try to spin it. But because he was so egregious with the way he was reacting to them, they almost felt like, all right, well, we have to even the, the playing field here. So we have to ask her, you know, uh, Barbara and Fenton Fung. So if you're talking about ethics with Speaker Mattiello, uh, what about, you know, we got to come up with something. What about your support for President Trump? And I'll tell you, Justin, it, that, that just doesn't match. That's not even apples and oranges. That's apples and trucks, as they say. You, you know, one guy, we're talking about local ethics. OK, we're talking about a corruption trial. We're talking about a money laundering trial, his campaign to say to Barbara and Fenton Fung, all right, it is true that there's a grand jury going on about the speaker with the convention center. Well, let's go back to the Access Hollywood tape. Like, what are you talking about? It doesn't match that way. If, if you have one candidate that doesn't does, like to me, this is my thought. It doesn't mean you have to like, well, we have to find something to go after her. No, it doesn't. He's the one on that. And, and at this point, Mattiello, to me, he seemed rattled. I don't think he even, you know what? His answers don't even make sense to him. 
this whole Sergeant Schultz thing of I don't I know nothing. And I mean, they have him <laughs> nailed dead to rights. Even after the 16 campaign, he went to hire Brent. So in that particular case, as much as I think, you know, and I don't think you're wrong saying Barbara Ann Funtenfung came up with a good answer. I, I don't know why she like, what are we talking about? I'm surprised they didn't ask her to denounce white supremacy <laughs> and the Proud Boys. Like this is getting ridiculous of how they try to tie it. That has nothing to do with the goings on. And I thought she framed it very well. He uses his paid staff as his campaign staff. And th there should be something said about that. And that's the part I I'm surprised that either Common Cause or the Republican Party hasn't made a big deal about. Leo Skenyon, his chief of staff, was running the campaign. So in other words, I thought she framed that very well. The taxpayers were paying for his campaign. Now, go right ahead. Yeah, well, exactly. And I, she kept she did say, well, his response was we pay them very well because they do a good job and I can't help what they do on their free time. <laughs> She's pointing out they're I can she can document that they're doing some of their activities in the middle of the work day. Uh, so I, I think I think you're right. And I, I do think there's there's the idea that we're being hard on the speaker for a demonstrable lie. So therefore, we have to be hard on the other candidate. If, if that was Tim White's thinking, I, I think that's that's completely wrongheaded because your your goal isn't to make sure that candidates come out looking equally good or bad. It's to make sure that every the, the viewer gets a good, a clear picture of who they are individually. Um, and that doesn't serve that. But I do wonder if they, they might have backed off the speaker a little bit because uh, Barbara and Fenfeng was was so, so adept, I guess, at at bringing it back to that point, you're using your paid staff. And if, if the reporters had jumped in and just say, yeah, what about that? It, that might've been appropriate, but it might've looked like hanging up. I don't know, but I, I, she did, she did hammer that home. And I, his answer was, was really weak. Uh, you know, they're, they're on their free time running your, your six figure campaign. You know, that, that's just their hobby. Um, yeah. Leo Skenyon's a friend of mine. I bounce ideas off him. That's why I was complaining about a flyer that I had no idea my staff did. I mean, it, it, at some point it just becomes it becomes impossible to to believe. I, I, I agree. And again, I, I, um, I know it will sound like I'm being uh, critical of, of Tim White and Ted Nisi. I'm just trying to say that I, I don't think in, in doing that situation, I've done debates that it and, and obviously we watch them that it has to be like a tit for tat type of thing of, okay, so we obviously have the speaker caught in, in logic. This just doesn't make sense. The ears don't make sense. So now for, therefore let's also try to have his opponent, Barbara and Fenton Fung answer these questions. I, I also agree with you. I think that's a line of questioning. And I, I, I don't know why it wasn't brought up more by the members of the media and especially those two questioning him uh, because that did come out you know, in the trial. And as far as she, that's a, a very strong line of attack. Like this business, I can't control what people do in their free time. I remember distinctly Justin Katz in the 2016, every single day outside the campaign headquarters, right there on Oklahoma Avenue, you'd see the cars of Leo Skenyon, Montanaro, Matt Jerzyk, and they were all being paid by the state and they all worked for the speaker. But they were, there they were, you know, during the, the workday working on the campaign. I thought that that was um, very good. I, I, I still don't have a pulse. I mean, I, I think I think she's going to win this race. She's, I thought, run a very, very strong campaign. Um, it's tough to tell. And I also, 
many of the people that seemingly the uh, President Trump's strongest area of votes in Cranston is that district. However, from what I understand, there's a lot of people that vote for both President Trump voted for him and then voted for the speaker. So um, so I'm not sure if President Trump is not doing well, that if for whatever reason that that hurts her so much. Um, I, I think that area, there's so much support for the president that I, I think either way, I think it helps her. We're going to take a quick break, folks. A lot more ahead. Politics is this week with Justin Katz right here on the John DePietro show. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly totaled vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. Uh, with me is the managing editor, OceansTakeCard.com. It's Justin Katz. And Justin, um, Governor Mondonda, obviously, uh, this is, again, something that I don't think the media is highlighting, and that is all we're hearing is numbers are rocketing up and numbers are rocketing up and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we're, we're still stuck with this narrative now. You know, Nana has to have Thanksgiving uh, in the other room. Uh, now nobody, very small Thanksgivings, everyone's wearing masks. Uh, don't travel. What do you – I want to hear your thoughts on Governor Mundo. I don't know what we're calling this second wave, third wave, but just new area that we're in with restrictions, um, you know, and just the fact that we're still not seeing anyone basically young. Thank God that is dying from the, the uh, from the virus. Right. Well, uh, last week, Monique Chartier had a good post on Ocean State Current calling into question some of these numbers and you see it everywhere. It's, it's difficult the the spin is not difficult to see. So, for example, uh, Ken Block is somebody who's who's been mainly on Facebook promoting you know, the fear yes. of the virus. I would yep. say, and so he'll put up a chart showing, oh look, the number of cases we're hitting a number a second peak, 
a third peak and it looks scary but then you say well where are the deaths and he puts up another chart oh yeah we see a we see a bump in the deaths too but if you look at the numbers the the waves of cases are twice as large as the first wave back in April and the numbers of deaths are half yep. as large. So you're talking about one quarter, the, the death rate that we were seeing back then. So the, the waves are not waves in per se. The, the idea that we're, we're testing so many people and calling any kind of fatality, a COVID-19 death is, is ridiculous. I pointed out uh, that uh, somewhere around half of people are estimated to have, HPV, the uh, uh, human, yes. sorry, I'm not going to pronounce that right, virus, HPV. So if you tested everybody for HPV upon their death and then labeled that as an HPV death, it would, you'd have 1.5 million that's HPV right. deaths every year in the United States. You, that's not how you calculate these things. And for this to become, uh, you know, the, the, the little cartoons the governor puts out on a reopen RI site, here's, here's your church, here's your workplace, this is how you should people should move through it, where they should be isolated. For there to be one of those for your Thanksgiving dinner is chilling. I can't believe people are accepting. I mean, what are we, we're a state of children now. Here's your, here's your cartoon about how you ought to have grandma sit outside yeah, on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just insane to me that people are, are tolerating this, particularly when the numbers are, are so, Skewed. You know, I, I know Ken Block. I like Ken Block. I respect Ken Block. But it's funny, just about, it's funny you mentioned that. And I'll share this because he sent me about three weeks ago, he sent me a message. I heard huge outbreak at URI. You know, exclamation point. Now, he's a never Trumper. And, you know, he, he can't wait. He thinks the president will be defeated. And I responded, uh, that's right, 50 students, no one in the hospital, no one showing symptoms. They're testing thousands of college students. And then Channel 10, you know, someone sent us this photo, 50 URI students sitting outside at a party. Nobody. And none of them have any symptoms, Justin. None of them are in the hospital. What, what are we talking about? But I, I'll agree with that. He, as much as I like and respect him, he is one of those people that is, it's, it just keeps pushing the pain. And I, do you think it's, in fact, um, do you think it's tied in with, do you, do you think it's tied in with um, part of like that the, the, they're they're, you know, rooting for uh, against President Trump? You know, I, I don't know that it's conscious. I mean, a lot of I keep thinking of particularly Ken Block and I, I don't want to beat, on, beat up on him, but I keep thinking it seems associated in my mind with the whole COVID Catholic kids thing. He was one of the people locally I noticed who really jumped in on how terrible those kids were for jeering at the, the nice old Native American yes. veteran. And I mean, so yeah. it was, yeah. So he's been, he's been, and he's not alone. So there's a lot of the same people who are willing to jump on that narrative are willing to jump on the COVID COVID crisis narrative. And I think some of that might be just a subconscious political understanding that this is the narrative we're going with with because it will defeat the, the hated president. Uh, but I think a lot of them are ju just, there might just be some overlap of people who are susceptible. They, they believe the New York Times, they, they believe the mainstream media, they, they won't correct for a lot of the spin they hear. Uh, they'll, they won't balance it out with, you know, here's, uh, you know, here's riots and protests, that's going to cause a hotspot hot spot too. You never see criticism of that. And I, th I think it's just, a lot of I think it's more an indication of the power of the mainstream news media and, and in some ways to get you know, to the politics of it. I think that's that's 
part of one of the lessons of this election is the just the power of the people who can set that narrative, who can, who will let say Joe Biden hide in his basement for two months and not not push him on on things like the Hunter Biden laptop, whereas constantly going after President Trump, setting that narrative, uh, even now saying, um, was it 60 Minutes, even now saying there is no evidence there was spying on the, the Trump campaign in 2016. I mean, that's, a journalist shouldn't, with a straight face, be able to say something like that, but um, they are. And I think I think that's what we're seeing is just this this chaos, this uh, a narrative chaos and, and people are susceptible to that. And it, it's bringing in both things like the, the uh, Covington Catholic kids and the fear of fear of this virus. Because I, I think if they sat down and looked at it calmly and coolly, uh, then they would they would see they're, they're overstating things. But then again, that would require them to say, well, that's how crazy, you know, the New York Times, a paper of record, something I've respected my whole life, this is them talking, not me. Um, so that they're they're the ones giving me this false information. That's a lot for people to take, and I think that's what we're seeing unravel at this point. You know, you, that's an excellent point. And as much as we talk local uh, politics, and folks, again, it's it's John DePetro speak with Justin Katz. Our segment is politics this week. Something that I think also, just touching on the debate from last Thursday night, that I don't think the media jumped on enough is to me, you know, put aside the laptop and everything else, but just the fact that Joe Biden has been basically in seclusion, he has, in his basement, not going out. I found some of his remarks, Justin, especially in talking about the virus, as if he's someone who's like a Rip Van Winkle, that he's been asleep of him saying, and I think in in stores we should put up plexiglass and in restaurants put up plexiglass. Now, we all know we've been they've been doing that since April. And then he was also saying, oh, and no, no one could go back to school. Well, you know, one life is too many. No, kids should be distance learning. We, like, like we've talked about, the president was right that children are safer in school. Even Governor Raimondo said, we're not, they're not seeing any difference. You have children that go to school and anyone that's, you know, coming down with the virus. And those that are staying home, the numbers are the same. So, and also there's that story in the Atlantic by the Brown University professor that schools are not the super spreaders that they thought they would be, right? When they were going back in August, and you and I talked about it, of, you know, teachers making out the wills and look at this in Georgia and there's a hallway and no mask and blah, blah, blah. And, and now we're finding, thank God, it's not affected. There's no one from K through 12 that's in a hospital in Rhode Island. There's not one college student there. To me, that the media gave Biden um, kind of a free pass, it reminded me of when they went after uh, President, President Bush, Herbert Walker, uh, Bush, not George W., but when he was in a, in a super grocery store and he was fascinated by the scanner, but he's a president. He had not been in a grocery store. To me, Biden, his version of the virus is how we were living in April. And here it is almost November. So I thought the media kind of gave him um, a, a free pass on that. And getting back to you and I both know there's a couple of, of people, uh, Ken Block, Gary Sass. They're totally anti-Trump people. Um, they they are rooting for him to be out of there. But at the same time, I, I think some of it has to do with also just how people c- conduct themselves, because some of the, the Trump people, they just have like a different approach to how they live and their attitude towards life. There's a lot of military and police. And I don't think that side, the other side, I don't think they recognize what it's going to be like if you have someone like an AOC with more power 
the Green New Deal, higher taxes of, of everything like that. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Come back. Uh, our segment is Politics This Week. It's Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, right here on The John DePietro Show. This is the perfect time of year. If you're going to have any paving done around your home, really improve the look of it. Well, you want to call J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730, 732-1730. You can find them online, letter J, jperrypaving.com. They're also on Facebook. J. Perry Paving, residential, commercial, seal coating, patios. What a difference it makes how aesthetically pleasing it is. Folks, invest in your home, invest in your property, your business. J. Perry Paving, provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Hey, they'll offer a free estimate, any project. What a difference it makes. You could have a beautiful home, but if you have a cracked driveway or some different cracks or just maybe it hasn't been done in a while, call J. Perry Paving today. This is also a great time of year to have that patio done, seal coating, residential, commercial, J. Perry Paving. Call them 401 732 1730. They're the best. 732 1730. It's incredible. Asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, looks beautiful. Hey, and the snow melts right off it. J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote. Maybe just thinking about it, this is the perfect time. Have that driveway done, patio done. J. Perry Paving. Call them, 732-1730, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Look for them online at J, letter J, jperrypaving.com, and also on Facebook. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's my health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. And it's my health. At 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use. They have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy 
It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Our segment is politics this week, folks. With me is Justin Katz, managing, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, I want to just give you a chance. Any other thoughts uh, regarding some of the reaction here, you know, uh, in Rhode Island regards to the presidential race? There's no Biden office. There's no visit. Uh, there's no Biden rallies. Uh, it's, it's kind of odd. You know, we've seen nonstop with the Trump supporters and the Trump rallies. And group from Rhode Island went up to New Hampshire but um, I, I, see, I do see some Biden signs, but I think by and large, if they didn't have that Providence vote built in, that um, it, you, you would, if you went around the state, you would think that President Trump is going to win Rhode Island, even though we both know that, you know, based on the way, because of that huge vote in Providence, Pawtucket, that it's, it's beyond an uphill battle. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I, I commented uh, the other day, uh, people were talking about, you know, I just passed a, a Trump car parade, 100 cars in, in this place in Massachusetts. Oh, there's one in Newport. There's one here. And that same day, I was I was in over in the New Bedford area, and I saw a single <clears throat> Biden-Harris sign. And it wasn't even one of the big, you know, 18 by two, two foot signs. It was just a little a tiny yard sign. And it occurred to me that this is Massachusetts. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're deep blue country here, you know, in, up there. And it's just the idea that there's so little visible support for Biden. I do wonder uh, if if Biden does win, I think a lot of people are going to be rightfully wondering how that could possibly yeah. be that somebody with so little visible support. And you see the images online all the time of here he is giving a presentation and there's 10 people there. You know, just where is everybody supporting this this guy? They don't seem to exist. So if he wins, I think there are going to be a lot of questions um, about whether it's it's legitimate. And I another part of that, I think, and it goes to the you know Ken Block, Harry Sass. There are people who I, I think they they're so caught up in a kind of an elite culture. Uh, and frankly, they're not as much affected by things like the covid and um, reaction and, and that sort of thing. And so I, th I think they're their whole way of life is tied in with that versus a, a more blue collar way of life. And so it's, it's very difficult to, to come out against your, your, you know, your economic peers, uh, so to say, so to speak. And so what you see is a lot of, whereas you'll see the car parades and the flotillas and the marches and all the events for Trump and nothing for Biden, what you see in the other direction is say the New Hampshire, uh, I guess a conservative or Republican leaning newspaper up there endorsed Biden as the first Democrat endorsement for president in a hundred years. So you see the elite types of people uh, switching sides. And I think that's, that's part of what makes it very interesting. Uh, and, it, but it is going to create a lot of, doubts uh probably either way depending which way you could argue goes. well i'll leave the draw i was going to say there was a biden uh rally it was tuesday night in the city of providence it certainly wasn't a drop rally now <laughs> justin uh katz again folks our second is politics this week there was a you know tragic situation uh with jamal gonzalez and then last i'd like to hear your thoughts on tuesday night very violent night in the city but this this was pivotal the way things did change as the week went on tuesday night uh, they had a rally, and then they were at the property complex. It was basically like a moving riot. That's what it was. Ended up in 21 arrests. 
Now, because it was Wednesday night, the mob was the, the crowd that moved to Elmwood Avenue and something very different happened. They encountered the Cranston police and Mayor Funk said, you do whatever you have to do. Cranston police set up a roadblock. They would not let them enter Cranston. They said, no, you're here to cause problems. This isn't a protest. You're, you're not coming in here. And and it was, you know, then bottles thrown and fireworks thrown and rocks thrown. And by the way, then when they clear everything, there's all knives and shanks on the ground that the protesters drop because then if you get caught with it, then you're you know, it's 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 more of a charge. So if they feel they're boxed in and they may get arrested, they all start dropping their weapons. I was on Elmwood Avenue. I, I stepped on two knives. I also then accidentally stepped on a there was glass all over the place. There was glass in my pants. Um, and then I even stepped on a shank. So they that's what they do. They they drop the weapons for fear that then if they could call with it. But as a result of what the Cranston police did on Friday night, this was the first time as I was following them. Providence police changed strategy. Providence police were following them on foot. They haven't done that. They would not allow them to enter Federal Hill. No, you're here to this isn't a protest. You're here to cause big trouble in a riot. We're going to use emergency call, just like the governor does. And the protesters were thrown and they started marching around. At one point, they said, let's take a vote. Who wants to go left? Who wants to go right? <laughs> they didn't know what to do. And then they wouldn't let them back in front of the Providence public safety complex. Um, they can talk about, you know, pushback and we're going to call this lawyer and that. But but the Providence police changed tactics and the protesters weren't ready for it. And I think we've seen a chief sea change. I don't think they're going to sit back anymore. Well, I don't. I don't think people are going to tolerate it anymore. It's getting. It's getting out of hand. Um, if it, you know, starting to have every night. You know, the one of the key, one of the key distinctions in the First Amendment is you have a right to speech. But if that speech becomes action, like when you, if you scream fire in a crowded theater, is a classic one. If you, if that becomes an action that causes harm, it stops being speech and starts being an action. And that's what it is when you march down a, a, a down a street where people are trying to have some kind of a dinner. And if you're harming that, you're harming not only their peace of mind, you're harming the business prospects of an entire area that relies on tourism and, and visits for dinner. Uh, so I think they're, the police are right to do that. And I think people are, are not going to tolerate that behavior much more. Um, but I, I don't see the protesters backing down. Um, I was watching, tuning into to some of your coverage, and it was, I think it was Tuesday night, they were debating whether to fight the yes. police or leave. It yes. sounded like what they were debating. And uh, a woman took the megaphone and said, you know, I'm for fighting them, not right now, because we don't have the numbers. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, that gives you an indication of the mentality that's out there. We're building up our army and when it's big enough, we'll, we'll right. take the police on in, in violent out, outrest, uh, unrest. And I think, so I think that's the way it's going. And I think another indication of that is the, the increasing calls of say the, the families of uh, Jamal Gonzalez to remain peaceful. <laughs> they're, they're saying this, this got out of our control. It's, we don't want any part of it. Uh, as a riot. And I think that's what, that's what another angle indicating that the, the, the sea may have turned a little bit, the tide may have turned a little bit on these protests. And, you know, it, it becomes very difficult to actually believe that a protest is about the thing you're saying it's about when you have one every night, no matter what has happened in the past week or two. And that, I think there's a lot of lost credibility and a lot of lost tolerance, but I, I don't see them backing down anymore, especially with a mayor who will still do the caveat uh, Elorza saying well you know we don't want violent protests but you know our our entire system is is 
infused with racism. I mean, every institution, I think he said, is is infused with racism. I mean, when you're when you're still holding on to that rhetoric, you're you're still keeping the, a little bit of a pulse in this kind you of. You know riot what's interesting, Justin? Movement. Is uh, you're exactly right, and and as you can imagine, the protester that said that with the bullhorn and was saying, "Hey, listen, I want to come back and whoop them too, whatever," but we we got to be tactical, and yeah, we want to fight them and everything. That that now, as you already know the answer to this, not one media outlet reported on on that. That is the same individual that attended the Governor Mundo press briefing. And when, when that person was, uh, it's Amanda Toussaint, Brooklyn Toussaint, when she was on the highway, uh, the Providence Journal did an interview with her. They never bring up her arrest. They never report on the violent talk. If there was ever a Republican or Trump gathering at the State House, and someone said, we, we, you know, hey, I want to fight them too. We're going to come back here. As you know, it would be the lead story Tough talk, Trump people talking about going back. It is, it is beyond double standard at this point. I, I have given up. That uh, that was put out there, if that were reversed, they, they would have run with that. Uh, they would have had a press briefing. And, and none of that language, by the way, was condemned by any public official the next day. Governor Mundo said at her briefing, I love right. protests. They also refused to, at what point, you know, does it does it does it ever stop? How do you Oh no! one moment? I'm a protester. The next minute I'm throwing rocks, bottles, uh, bottles filled with urine, by the way, uh, explosives at police. And then, you know, they're being arrested as they rightfully should should should. Uh, should. Now, not one elected public official will call them out on the double standard in the actions. Right. Well, and a double standard is, is so thorough. You could see it even within the one article in a Providence Journal about the Federal Hill standoff. So you've got there again, they interviewed Amanda Toussaint, just, you know, I'm just a regular protester saying that all policing is brutality. I, you know, it's not like I'm encouraging violence and, and being arrested and things like that. But within that article, it was, it was very interesting. If you read all of them, you'll, you'll see the journalists sometimes interviewing people along yeah. the way to see what they think. And there were two incidents in that article. One of them was we got the name and one, one guy who got out of his car and said, I support these people. We got his name, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy to see out people out here. Another incident yeah. was a woman who got out of her car and they don't name a woman. The, the journalist actually, I didn't, I didn't check the name on the report. I should have, but the journalist actually said she was jawing at the protesters. I mean, that's, that's not language of jawing at, but, yes. but they made her seem like a crazy, uh, but you don't know. She, I mean, she could have gotten out of car said, come on, we're trying to have a nice dinner here. And people were you know, calling her name, swearing at her. That's not reported. We get some of what they say, but it was all, I'm sure not the most egregious stuff. And so she got revved up and she became the journal said a bizarre incident. That contrast between how that woman was treated and how the other guy was treated who supported the protest shows you everything yeah. you really need to know. I mean, right up in the front, the front lead, they're saying another another protest calling for justice for Jamal. Well, that's not, that's not objective reporting. That's using their language. That's in, in assuming there is injustice right now. And then there's really not much validity to that. And I think part of that's why we're not getting any, any real sense of, you know, that whole incident with Jamal Gonzalez, there were hundreds of people off-roading on the streets of Providence. Yeah. That's dangerous. And the cops had to get it in control. And when you do dangerous things, sometimes something goes wrong and somebody gets hurt. That's why you don't do them. And that's why police try to keep them under control. But we're really not hearing much about that because it's just 
this you know strategy of create chaos and bad things happen and then you can blame the system for the, the bad things and i think that's very unhealthy and i think our news media folks i want everyone to know on, one of the on reasons that. i enjoy talking to justin cassie tweak is you pick up and i'd like it because you you you're big on language you pick up the little wording that they use to try to set a narrative and that is exactly right and uh your instincts on that and your insight is great and it goes back to the summertime when basically five people were arrested, they went up, they were punching police, and the journal described it as a raucous protest, as if it was a party over on, uh, on River Avenue in Providence, near PC. Folks, he is the managing editor yep. at OceanStateCurrent.com, Justin Katz. Justin, great job, as always. Uh, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, Weekdays, 11 to 2, right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online. Visit the website, depetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Folks, by the way, once you're there, I hear so much uh, feedback from people. Thank you. If you want to see some of the videos we've done where we go and cover the protests with uh, Facebook Live, all those videos are posted right there on the website, depetro.com. If you want to get in touch with me, Log on to the website. You just click on Contact John, and it's uh, up to date, and it's going to remain that way. I mean, here we are in the home stretch, leading towards the election. All my links to social media and uh, all the exclusive stories, you can see it right there. Just log on 24-7, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, Petro.com. And as always, you can always listen live right there at the website. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.